All right, and we're back for another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right at you here from Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, and Pop Culture Cosmos, welcoming you to another great episode. And I also want to give a big shout out to a new radio network that we are now a part of, and we cannot thank them enough for being a part of it, and that's the Cuyahoga Valley Radio Network in Ohio. So we cannot thank them enough for being part of the radio network playing inside sports fantasy football but the man is here right now is going to tell everybody out there in the cvrn and also our great listeners out there on the podcast what's going on with fantasy football is my good friend you got to check out his podcast the voice from the underground today at every single major podcast outlet they have great conversations on pop culture politics cigars and so much more you got to check it out today at the vfu it is my good friend one of the three great guys from the VFU, Mr. Jason Dutch. But we're on the radio now, so I'll tell you what, it's a on great On the radio. Yes, on the radio indeed. So we just uh, cannot thank CVRN enough for being a part of it. But I'll tell you what, my friend, it was a very eventful week 11 in the NFL. So first off, did you have a good week as far as your fantasy team is concerned? Because I'll tell you what, how I did here as soon as you're finished. Um. Well, one of my teams seems to lose every week, no matter what happens. So I have three leagues that I met that matter that I pay attention to. I went one and two this week, and which is, you know, pretty, pretty typical. It, it appears either two and one or one and two is usually how you're going to go. Those three and oh weeks are, are, are difficult to get. My, my impenetrable fortress team had some guys on by and a few underperformers. So. They lost, but it's okay because I still have the number one seed already wrapped up. Uh, and I, you know, I figured better to score ninety points now than in week uh, fifteen. So <laughs> definitely happy that I, kind of happy that I lost in one of my leagues. Well, my friend, I want you to go ahead and reach out and virtually touch my shoulder. Okay. Okay. Ow, man, you are burnt, man. You're burnt to it, Chris, because I am the hot man indeed in our league right now. I'll tell you what, six wins in a row for me. Six wins. I'm so excited. I'm pumped. My team has just been rolling, 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 rolling. Like Scott Rowland, former third baseman of the There you go. That's R-O-L-E-N there. Scott Rowland, rolling, rolling. Rolling, 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 rolling. Yes, yes. Rolling indeed. It's been great. I'll tell you what. Finally, been able to put the pieces together. I've had one of those teams that has the highest scoring offense. Like you mentioned in a previous episode, you have the highest scoring offense, but everybody seems to be scoring at will against you when you're matched up against them. Everybody has big days and whatnot. So it was finally translated that these teams were either, you know, just not paying attention or just at this, and also just a lot of good luck maybe comes into play. But yes, I've been able to maintain those high scores week in and week out, and it's finally translating into success. Just keeping steady, keeping healthy players in there that are productive and focusing in. If I need to go ahead and plug a hole in or there, just to go ahead and focus in just basic fundamentals. You know, what I've been learning from you guys here on the show, but also what I've learned over the course of many years is just just those basic fundamentals. If you stick to it, you pay attention to your team, you can come back from pretty much any deficit. So I'm now in the thick, in the mix of the playoff race, and I'm just so excited indeed. But you know what, well, my you friend? Know what, you know what they, you, you know what they, they, you should say about yourself? What's that? I'm sizzling right now. 
That's what you should say. Yeah. All right, whatever. Let's not get into that right now, my friend. That's for your show, The Voice from the you Underground. Are, you're, you're a smart guy when it comes to fantasy. Yes. Football, apparently. Well, at least for this, yeah. at least for the past six weeks I've been. It's just been a great run so far. But, you know, to, to all those fantasy owners who are kind of down and whatnot, there is still time to make up right now. I think the fantasy football playoffs are still, what, two, three weeks away? Am I not correct? Well, depending on your league, yeah. Uh, most leagues, I think, play 13 games. So this is the last uh, hurrah. Hurrah. Um, yeah. If you have, uh, if you're in one of those leagues that plays into week 17, or possibly you're in one league, a league where there's only two rounds to the playoffs, then you might play into week 14. But I, I have not been in a league that played a regular season game in week 14 in a very long time, probably been five, six years. So, um, so yeah, I think most people are wrapping things up this, this week. Well, fair enough, but there is still time for many football teams to go ahead and make the right moves out there. One team in particular, if you're following them or you utilize players on that team, is the Seattle Seahawks. They're obviously doing a great job at 9-2 and two at overall as a regular football team out there in the NFL. But I want to ask you this. There was a major change in the way they go ahead and distribute the rushing attack at this point in time involving someone that's, a, you know, I drafted very high. And I know a yeah. lot of other people drafted very high as well. And that was Chris Carson. I took a gamble and benched him this week, and it paid off for me because oh, I had wow. someone else in there. It was going to go – that was – very productive so i'm very thankful for that but for all team owners out there that have chris carson on their team it's kind of nervous time because rashad penny took off and if you don't have him as you always like to say handcuffed to each other and you and you right. don't have him as a backup as far as rashad penny is concerned that's kind of concerning if you have chris carson on your team and and you see someone else getting all the rushing yards at this point in time in the season right well you know it kind of came out of nowhere uh Penny had Rashad Penny was a guy who I didn't particularly care for out of college. He he had a very poor the overall aggregate of his rookie year was poor. He's been poor this year up until this week. He only had one week, I believe, where he had over ten fantasy points. And and ten for me is sort of the barometer. You know, if 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 you get ten points PPR or not, really, you know, out of a position, then it, at least you probably didn't start a dud that particular week. You know, nine sometimes is acceptable, but you know, maybe from a tight end. But as far as Chris Carson goes, and and, and Penny, uh, number one, yes, you should. If you had Carson, you could have easily acquired Penny either via waiver wire, or unless you're in a super deep league, you could have traded nothing to get him. You know, it, so so it's sort of unforgivable to not have a handcuff, especially on that team, because Penny was not like I, I would argue that it would be harder to have gotten say Madison or uh, Bonifon or however you pronounce his name um, from Carolina, you know, the backups to Delvin Cook and to uh, CMC than it would have been to get Rashad Penny. But Rashad Penny came out of nowhere. Either way, even if you have him or not, you're kind of still screwed because it's, I don't think you want to start both. And you, you might be in some trouble. I personally think that Carson is by far the more talented running back. He just has butterfingers, so you know it's 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 weird. It's um, I I really don't know what to say. But Seattle, you know, as a as a team, had a down week this week. I I'm surprised you would have benched Carson. It goes to show what I know uh, because Philadelphia's defense is 
somewhat porous. They're worse in the secondary than they are up front, uh, clearly. But at the same time, you know, Philadelphia is one of those teams where you're never surprised to see them give up, you know, three, four touchdowns. So it's an interesting move, especially against Seattle as a pretty high uh, octane offense. Uh, with Russell Wilson as an MVP candidate, despite his down week this week, I think he had 12 fantasy points when I when I checked it out earlier. You know, a lot of quarterbacks had down fantasy weeks. Uh, you know, in fact, most quarterbacks didn't have a very good fantasy week this week. I mean, look at what Jared Goff did. So if you started Russell Wilson over Jared Goff, then you feel very good about yourself. You know, especially with Mahomes being on by and Cousins being on. You know, having been a hot hand lately, having been on by. The nice news is, is that the buys are over. So, yeah, I, I really can't tell you what to do with the Seattle situation because I've read reports that say Penny is on the upswing. I've read reports that say Carson is is possibly below Penny at the moment, but I don't buy it. I think Carson is a better overall talented football player. And in the playoffs, I think that Seattle wants to get him going. So I don't know what they're going to do, put some stick on his hand or whatever have him walk around with the ball in his hand like, uh, what was that, Higher Learning, I think it was, some movie with Omar Epps. <laughs> I think that was it. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how that how that plays out. Very interesting indeed. But if you can get him off the waiver wire with yeah. Rashad Penny, then I would suggest going ahead and do so. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. He's, he's going to be uh, a top pickup this week in leagues where he was available and um, – for for good reason. There's there's really not a lot out there to pick up outside of him. Um, possibly that this Laird kid from Miami. Um, I don't see Miami sticking with Ballage much longer. And Laird had three carries for 21 yards, which is you know seven yards per carry. Yeah, it's three carries, right? I get it. It's three carries, but Ballage was <laughs> nine carries. I think it was for five or six yard. I, I don't, I don't even know what his stats were, but that's a ballage day, right? He sucks. So, um, so yeah, you know, there's a couple of guys out there, but there's been a few running backs who were, you know, hot pickups, uh, Bo Scarborough. He's been okay, but he hasn't done great. Um, the Scott kid, uh, Brian Scott, I believe from Atlanta who, um, stepped in for, uh, their starter when he went down and he hasn't done anything. He's failed to, to impress, You've got just a mixed bag everywhere. I mean, you had down weeks from a lot of players this week. I think the number one fantasy uh, week was the Saints and the Jets. I mean, who would have thought the Jets would be the number one fantasy points-producing team this week? Sam Darnold, I'm telling you, man. Just finally coming into his own. Stop seeing ghosts. Now he's going to go ahead and start performing maybe at an adequate level going forward. If you need a quarterback, reach out to him. Oh, sure. He has has been the hot man lately. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have any other options, especially this week, is he playing, if uh, memory serves, the the lowly Bengals? So, you know, this is a week where, you know, if if you play confidence pools, it's inter- that there's an interesting tie in there because sometimes we have a tendency in, in fantasy football to just lock guys in. But when you're playing fantasy, confidence pools, which I do, um, one of the things that I notice, and this week is a week for sure, is like there's a lot of – games that are very difficult to call you know buffalo and dallas for example who on earth knows who's going to win that game indianapolis and tennessee i have no idea who's gonna you know probably win that game pittsburgh and cleveland you know tampa bay and jacksonville san francisco and baltimore 
uh, the Rams in Arizona, Denver and the the L.A. Clippers, I like to call them stuff. You know, uh, Minnesota, Seattle's probably going to go to Seattle. But most of those games are really, really close. You're talking about a line of, you know, one and a half to a pick them to maybe a three at the top end. And what that tells you from a fantasy perspective is watch out because guys aren't really going to know who to start. There's a lot of even matchups this week. There's no real matchups, you know, maybe with a couple of exceptions where you're going to have a blowout. So you, you can count on your running back being in there or a blowout in the other end where you can count on your receiver being in play in the fourth quarter. You know, so it's it's going to be a difficult week for fantasy football players to to really gauge what's out there. You really got to take a deep look and and you know play those matchups uh, and hopefully you get them right. We may be headed to the replay booth, but we'll be right back with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Hey listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Boys from the underground. One team I want to go ahead and focus on before I hear your final thoughts on week 12, and that is... What's going on with the New England Patriots? I mean, Tom Brady, 17 for 37. uh, You know, just it looks like he's very frustrated. I'm not sure if, you know, Father Time has started to tap him on the shoulder and say, you know what, that's it. Or if it's just the fact that he just doesn't have the type of targets or the type of weapons that will just go ahead and make his offense click at this point in time. Well, Charles, as we know from this show, Uncle Chuck, as as I like to call him, he offered me Brady today, and we're in, we're in a dynasty league together. And he offered me Brady today for golf, and it wasn't straight up. He he offered me Brady and uh, another player for golf, and I was like, no. Now there's a lot of reasons for that, um, but number one is you know the, the my team's done this year, so I, I'm not looking to win in the playoffs. But he is going to be in the playoffs, and well, probably. And he's looking to unload Brady. So that should tell you something because Charles knows his fantasy football. So that I, there's trouble in New England, but yet they keep winning games. I mean, they're winning their games with their defense. That's for sure. This is reminiscent of the um, those Baltimore teams and the Bears teams that have had strong defenses in the past. But Brady, I, I, part of it, though, was weather. I mean, the, the, the rain was coming down sideways in Foxborough this last week. So you kind of have to throw that one out. I mean, um, the, the kicker for the Patriots missed two kicks, one of, you know, and I think one of them would have been missed by more than it was, but it looked like the win was trying to make it go between the uprights and bless Brady more because he's so soaked in charm. But, but, you know, it was just a bad day for kickers. It was a bad day for quarterbacks. And, and he still managed to throw one touchdown pass, which is one more than Jared Goff got. So, but it's, I mean, there's a lot of bad quarterbacks in the NFL right now. There's some amazing quarterbacks and there's some bad quarterbacks. You know, you've got bad quarterback issues on how many teams. I mean, the Raiders don't have, you know, I don't like Carr. Denver's got quarterback issues. There's issues with Phillip Rivers. There's issues with Goff. There's issues in Jacksonville. There's issues in Carolina. There's terrible 
issues in Washington. Pittsburgh's had some massive issues with them, uh, with Rudolph being benched now. Uh, Baker Mayfield has sucked. Uh, Daniel Jones hasn't been particularly great. Aaron Rodgers is down. Miami is Miami. Um, Wentz has been hurt. We've got a backup in Jacoby Brissett in um, in Indianapolis. Tennessee's uh, starting Ryan Fitzpatrick. The Bengals are in disarray. Uh, you know, Buffalo doesn't have a particularly good situation. Detroit's starting a backup quarterback. Trubisky sucks. Uh, Brady's having issues. Atlanta is probably, you know, Ryan is Matt Ryan. So, you know, I just named most of the teams in the NFL right there. Right? So it, it's that's troublesome. I, I probably named half the teams in the NFL that don't have a good quarterback situation right now. Um, I'm not going to count out Aaron Rodgers, but he had a terrible game. You know, the Packers just got decimated by the by the 49ers. It was, it was I, so I shocking. I would not count out Aaron Rodgers. In fact, no. I've got a decision to make between him and Drew Brees for this weekend over Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson is going to be playing New England, and their defense is still very strong in New England. So kind of word of those three, which I'm going to play. And the only reason why I say Aaron Rodgers because well, you have I'm three here. damn good quarterbacks. You see, now you should have traded one of those guys. Well, I was trying to offer, but nobody was biting. Nobody was biting. <laughs> so I'm not going to give one of those up. I mean, but, and two of them I found on the waiver wire, which is really kind of interesting indeed. But with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, yeah. I want he's in that not, league. I want, I, I will want tell you this. Yes. <laughs> ESPN, my friend, ESPN. But I will just tell you this. When it comes to Aaron Rodgers, yeah, on the surface, it looks pretty good. 18 touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, you know, he's thrown for over a couple thousand yards. So that's all well and good. But at the, you know, it's seemingly at the wrong times when they're playing a higher level of competition, he's not able to produce. But that doesn't matter this week because they're playing the Giants. So I have my choice. Drew Brees is going to be playing at the Atlanta Falcons. You've got Aaron Rodgers playing the Giants, and you got Deshaun Watson playing the Patriots. So, Rodgers or Brees, but I don't know which way to go, even though Brees has done very well lately. Rodgers is playing against the Giants, and you know how bad they are. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I, I think in that particular situation, very rarely will you hear me say bench Deshaun Watson. This week would probably be the only and, – and, and I made a trade for Watson a couple weeks ago uh, on my, my really good team. And I traded Cooper Cup for him for two reasons. Number one, I could see the Rams falling apart. And Cooper Cup's had a great year, but he hasn't done anything now in three straight weeks, not not including the bye. But Deshaun Watson, he has a really, really strong schedule in the playoffs. So this might be the only time that I would recommend that against New England. The Packers are playing the Giants, right? The Giants, yeah, this week. So that's a really good matchup. And then the other one you said you had was the Saints. Let's see who the Saints are playing here. The Saints. Falcons. The Saints. Are, oh, well, yeah. Wow, that's a tough one. Atlanta can't stop anybody. But um, neither can the Giants. Yeah, the Giants can't stop anybody either. The I would say that there's a possibly higher chance or that, the, that the Giants would do better because the Giants do have a pass rush at least. So, you know, the Falcons haven't – they don't have a terrible defense, but – uh, their secondary is is bad, so you know that's that's a pretty good matchup there. I honestly, I think you'll probably be in the twenty twenty five point range with both of those guys, so you're probably not gonna. You're, you're I don't think you're gonna be in a situation where you're sitting a guy who got ten points for a guy who got you thirty five. I, I don't see that being the case. So you'll probably be okay either way. You could have worse options. 
I, I could have worse options. So I'm just excited for that type of matchup because I'm going to need it because I, I tied up with the Houston team as far as, like I said, Deshaun Watson, but I also have Hopkins and I also have Carlos Hyde. So I'm thinking about benching at least two of those three, maybe sticking it out with Hopkins because he's done a very good job so far. So Yeah, you got to start Hopkins. That's one other thing that I, I've kind of learned my lesson with this year is having too many guys on one team on your team, you're going to feast and famine with that team. You know, so it's, um, I, I think the, uh, one other thing I want to jump on was the two games that I'm really interested in watching this week from fantasy perspective as well as real life is San Francisco versus Baltimore and the Rams versus Arizona. I think that the Rams are so bad right now. I can't believe they beat the Bears. Uh, that Kyler Murray is going to have a huge game this week. So if you have Kyler Murray on your on your team and you're not starting him already, you got Kyler Murray is looking poised to go for the rest of the year. And I'm super interested to see how Jackson plays against San Francisco. He he tore apart the Patriots. I'm telling you right now, if Lamar Jackson does this, you know, has anything more than 250 yards and, and two scores against San Francisco, which I think he probably will, you got to put him in the MVP conversation like all of a sudden. I don't think he beats out McCaffrey, but wow, Lamar Jackson has impressed the hell out of me this year. I I, I honestly, I didn't think, it. I, I didn't see it coming. He, he was throwing a lot of ducks last year, and he's just been absolutely amazing. So I'm really interested in watching that San Francisco-Baltimore game. As am I, my friend, MVP, I think, is on the way for Lamar Jackson because he's really looked the part this season. And they wanted him to be a wide receiver. Exactly, exactly. We'll be right back with more fantasy football. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, before I go ahead and get some thoughts for your, the Thanksgiving games from you and also the weekend coming up as well. I almost forgot about the Thanksgiving games. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. right. I want to get those questions in as far as what uh, TT has sent to us. TT is actually watching us right now. So I want to give him a big shout out and thank him for watching. He says yeah. he has the number one waiver pick. So it's almost time to use it, my friend. Would you consider using it on any one of these guys? Okay. Rashad Penny, kind of thinking there. Will Fuller, not too bad. Matt Breida, David Johnson, Chase Edmonds, or Daryl Williams. Wow. Or do you want him to hold the waiver for week 13? Yeah, see I'm, I see it here. Thank you, TT, for that question. So, TT, I don't know if you're still on, but uh, I, I'm not sure what your, your situation is. I mean, it, it kind of depends on... I don't think you'd go wrong with too many of those guys. I'd probably say because I'm assuming he's going to put this in as a flex position. Um, that's a fair assumption. I think Edmonds and Williams are uh, avoidable, not not because they suck, but because it's you know they're just clearly not. Chase Edmonds is actually very talented, but you know that's a three-headed monster now in Arizona, and four-headed if you count Kyler Murray. So. 
I would shy away from really David Johnson and Chase Edmonds on, on that list. David Johnson should not be a free agent. So, you know, you're getting a lot of pull there with that one. I Again, I would not recommend using it on Rashad Penny. I would probably go David Johnson over Rashad Penny. I just don't trust Penny. And the, Will Fuller, like I said, great playoff matchups coming up in the playoffs for him. But right uh, now Houston, he's so, going to be playing New England, so you, I don't yeah, think you but, would be getting him for this week. No, you wouldn't. That's the thing is you got to, you know, TT. I don't know if you're, are you in the playoffs or are you try? Do you have to win this week to make the playoffs? You have to base your decision on that. So I'll cover both. If you need to win this week and you have no choice whatsoever, and 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 you're looking at a flex position, right? Like, so I don't know who your other starters are. But if you um, if you're saying okay, I just need somebody to plug in my flex because of injuries or shallow rosters or whatever, I don't really think any of those guys are going to have a really particularly great week this week. Brita has not been getting all of the carries there. Mostert's been getting some carries, so you know he's probably the best overall player. If it were a keeper league, I'd be all over Matt Brita on that one. Rashad Penny might have the best week of all those guys this particular week just because his counterpart in the backfield is in the doghouse right now. But if you uh, but take Will Fuller, you're taking Will Fuller for the week beyond. Right. If if you think you're going to be in the playoffs or if you know you're probably not, you're going to go into the toilet bowl, which is still something you want to win because usually you win some of your money back. Uh, I think Will Fuller is the guy that I would go with for the rest of the season if that's the type of pick you're trying to make. But honestly, if all – of those guys are there, you might want to think about not taking any of them. And then tomorrow, when you wake up, see who's not taken and take that guy and hold on to the number one pick. I mean, I, I don't think. Well, get, again, this, it get this. Hold on. Hold on. He just answered, and his kid, he's got, he's, he's number one in the league right now. Okay. So you answered the question. To you, props Fuller. to you. And he is looking definitely at the playoffs. Yeah. Fuller is your guy. I, I would say Fuller, just because of the fact yeah. you'll you'll be able to stash him and be able to go ahead and utilize him. He did lead the team in receiving this past weekend, so yeah. that's something to think about right there because obviously teams are focusing more on stopping and double-teaming DeAndre Hopkins, So, which is not good for my team, but, you know, what can you do? Yeah, I, I forget who um, – I forget who they're – let's see. Let's take a look here. The uh, week 14, the – here, I can tell you who it is on here. So Deshaun, I have Deshaun Watson on my fantasy team. So he's playing uh, Denver week 14, which is there. Actually, Denver is ranked um, number three in the league against the pass, but that's because they're always losing, you know, so everybody's running the ball late in the game. So that's sort of deceptive Tennessee and then Tampa Bay. I mean, give me a break. Tennessee actually has a pretty good defense. But, you know, th that might be the most questionable of those three matchups. I think Will Fuller is going to do pretty well with I think what he's got solid. coming. Yeah, yeah especially, so. especially in the Tampa Bay matchup, TT. I'm telling you right now, that one is, could be a, a shootout, a regular shootout. Yeah, and Tennessee isn't exactly a great, you know, uh, team to not give up points. They do, they do have – Tennessee probably is the best defense of any bad team in the league right now, them and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a really, really strong run defense. So those teams are sort of an anomaly – uh, the Bears, I think you could throw in that conversation as well, but it's it's very very tough. I would say go with the go with Will Fuller for sure, um, unless unless for some reason you're you're not confident in your running backs and you want to look at 
at David Johnson because there's no way David Johnson should be a free agent. You know that. I know that. Gerald knows yeah. that. Everybody listening knows David Johnson should not be a free agent. So I don't know if that what, what's up with that. Was he just dropped the other day? I have no idea. It doesn't really matter if he's yeah. – um, but, it, you know, it's – I would say, though, and I don't want to over-science this, but there's a possibility that Will Fuller – based on his matchup this week, could slip through waivers completely. But, again, if you're going to make the playoffs, you got the number one waiver pick, you might be able to get two of those guys, take one with your waiver and wait for tomorrow for the other one. I don't know. It's it's. But if I only had my choice of one right now, it's Will Fuller. So listen to this lineup he has. This is why he's number one. So get this. Lamar Jackson, CMC, Fournette, who had a big game. Thank you very much. I have him as well. Chark for a wide receiver from Jacksonville. Godwin from Tampa Bay, who had a great game as well. Kelsey, Julian Edelman, Buckler, and the Pats D. Yeah, and then ben- on his bench, he's got Hilton. So, um, Yeah, and Cousins, I, and Madison, and the Steelers, and Montgomery. Yeah, can I, and can, Dow- I get in, can I get in your league next year? Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't great, know how you how you job. got all those all those guys, but I'm giving, um, I'm giving him a clap for that one. That that's that's just an outstanding. A clap game. for him, I, and no disrespect, TT, but it's either a clap for you or a smack for the, the other people in your league. So I'm looking at this, and you're very deep at wide receiver. You have Shark, you have Godwin, you have. Uh, I'm assuming the Kelsey is your tight end, unless you start a wide receiver tight end combo. Uh, Edelman and and Hilton. So that's four top receivers right there. Yeah. yeah, that may and, and then your your running backs here at your CMC Fournette. What I would do is I would pick up Fuller and then tomorrow when you have uh you know maybe drop your your other defense. You don't need the two defenses. It's pointless. Uh I would drop your Steelers defense tomorrow unless you see something I don't see on the matchups. I'm not looking at it right now. Or maybe um, shoot for a trade that you might be able to go. Yeah, trade like deadlines that. are mostly over in, in most yeah, leagues. That's true, that's so true. But um, I I would pick up Fuller, and then I would pick up one of the leftover running back because it's unlikely all of those guys will get picked up. Penny might, but like I said, I don't think you're losing anything. So either David Johnson or Fuller would be the guy to pick up tonight, and hopefully maybe we'll be able to get one of those other guys tomorrow for the Steelers defense because I'm saying Fuller. Them. I just think Fuller because of the end of the I, season. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean David Johnson if he falls through. But then again, you even said yourself there's an issue with uh, you know a three or four headed monster when it concerns Arizona. It, yeah, it, it is, it is. Uh, but you know, also f- three guys who have been knocked up. So you know, it's you, the guy goes down. It's tough. I still, David Johnson shouldn't be a free agent in my book. I just don't see how that's that's literate. It doesn't make any sense to me. But you know, you also can put in. Well, actually, you have the number one waiver, so never mind. I was going to say if you have a lower waiver priority, you can put in multiple bids but fuller would be the guy that i go with but if you decide to hold on to it thing is though that this is your last chance to use a waiver so you know is your team going to fall apart in one week probably not grab a guy while you can there you go once again i'm talking to jason dutch from the vfu if you got a question for our show inside sports fantasy football you know if and you're not watching us on youtube on either the pop culture cosmos channel or soon the inside sports fantasy football channel Want to go ahead and send us an email uh, at isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or insidesportsff on Twitter. That's at insidesportsff on Twitter or isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com. 
Or if you leave us that great five-star review for our show on Apple Podcasts, you can go ahead and, like TT, get your question answered right here on the show. My friend, it's going to be some great times because we've got some games, actually a lot of games coming up early. Of course, the traditional Thanksgiving games. But I want to hear your thoughts on the way out before we go ahead and close it down this week. And thank you, TT, for going ahead once again and sending us in that question. And also as well, uh, your thoughts on the Turkey Day games coming up. Okay, so the Turkey Day games are the Bears. I had to pull it up here. The Bears and Detroit. So that's the first game. I think Montgomery is going to probably do well that game for the Bears. I think the Bears defense will do well in that game. Anybody else from the Bears, with the exception of the the obvious Ruth Allen Robinson, I mean, he's an every week start at, at, despite Trubisky's struggles. Outside of him, I think Montgomery is going to have a good game this week, and I, I I think he'll might even score a couple times against Detroit because Detroit's just, I mean, they're back to the bag over the head days. It's sad. Weren't they three and zero or three and one, three zero and one to start the season or something like that? They started off great and then things went downhill yeah. from there. Only like only the Lions can do. Only the Lions can do. Yeah, the Lions and the Cubs. Um, but uh, that then you have da- Dallas and Buffalo is. Or, well, I'm sorry. From Detroit side, Scarborough does look like he has a burst in him. You know they've got two really good wide receivers, so there's a couple good guys there to start on Detroit, even without Stafford in. Marvin Jones Jr. is a great flex play. Galladay is a wide receiver, too, at this point. When Stafford's back, he'll be back to top six wide receiver in the league. But for now, for this week, he's a, a wide receiver, too. So he's a start. For Buffalo, there's really nobody outside of Singletary uh, on that team, and maybe their defense that I like. I just not, I don't, I don't understand how Buffalo is winning. You know, they're more of a collection of parts than anything else. Dallas has a lot of guys. The, the, the weird one on Dallas is Randall Cobb. I keep waiting for him to regress, but he's had, you know, a few straight weeks in a row here. And I just don't know. I think this is the week where he regresses against Buffalo. So I probably would, if you've been riding Randall Cobb lately, I might put Randall Cobb on my bench. Prescott's an all-day start. Ezekiel Elliott, obviously, is an all-day start. Make sure you have, what is it, Pollard, his backup, because Ezekiel Elliott's going to get a lot of work this week, and Buffalo has been known to hurt players. And then the late game on the 28th is the Saints and the Falcones. So, I mean, there's a plethora of fantasy options here. You know, especially the obvious on the ones. New Orleans side. Yeah, especially on the New Orleans side. Th- those should pretty much speak for themselves. I-, I would say the one sleeper on that one may maybe be Teddy Ginn Jr. against the Falcons. He's been, you know, Drew Brees has looked at him a lot. Uh, if you have Ginn Jr., he's on your waiver wire. You know he might have a really good matchup this week against Atlanta again. Who can't? They just have a revolving door uh, in the secondary. And then Matt Ryan should get uh, a lot of garbage points this week. I'm I'm figuring this game is going to be about 38 to 24. So you know Matt Ryan should should rack up some decent stats for you. It's the same as Julio Jones and you know all the, that good wide receiver core they have on the Falcons. So. I don't think anything shocking in that game with the exception of possibly again. I don't see uh, – I, I want to say his name's Brian Scott. The um, I could be making a mistake. The the backup running back uh, for Atlanta who's starting right now. But he is just not impressed, and I don't see him impressing against New Orleans. So that's one guy I would not start. But outside of those, um, there's a lot of a lot of points to be had. Um, the Saints defense would be a great play this week too against Atlanta, I think. 
Fair enough indeed, my friend. But it still looks like it's going to be a great weekend in the NFL. A lot is on the line for a lot of fantasy teams out there. It's just going to be great to see all the the, the maneuvers and the, the last-minute things that people have to go ahead and do to go ahead and prep their team. In fact, my team, I'm hoping to stay you know, sizzling hot, hopefully going into the playoffs. Now that looks like I am going to make the playoffs. So I'm so, so thankful for that on Thanksgiving weekend, of course. Any last thoughts on the way out, my friend? No, but just be thankful for what you have, people. You know, um, it, don't go shopping. Spend your day with your family. Spend your day watching football. Spend your day eating turkey. Spend your day, you know, practicing whatever faith you practice. And give thanks for the fact that we live in a nation, despite our turmoil and despite our divi- uh, divided nation, uh, divisiveness in this nation politically and and stuff like that, where we get to spend 45 minutes a week talking about guys running around throwing around a piece of leather. You know, we're, we're truly blessed to, to be in this country, again, despite her, her shortcomings, which, which are many. But, yeah, just be thankful for that and, and enjoy your, your family. Well, I'm very thankful for TT to sending in a great question. Like you said, I'm hoping everybody will have a safe and happy Thanksgiving out there. And also as well, I want to tell you this, my friend, among the things that you have to do for fantasy football, I would still go shopping. <laughs> Black Friday, I told you, that's my real holiday. Yes, I'm thankful for so many things, and I will be spending time with the family, and I'm so thankful for that. But you know me, I love Black Friday. I do episodes on on the Pop Culture Cosmos, so, man, I just can't. you know you, you know what Kathy Bates would say about uh, Black Friday? Oh, my gosh. I don't want to get into the same argument we had last week in regards <laughs> to Black Friday. So, and no, but also thank you. I, I am thankful for you, my friend. Uh, you know, you've been a great podcasting ally of voice from the underground for over two years now and you know just the whole podcasting community has been is is something that i am genuinely thankful for it's a great community of people so as am i i'm also thankful for cvrn that's the cuyahoga valley radio network for allowing us to be a part of out there i'll tell you what thank you so much for doing that can you give people an update on what's going on with the voice from the underground before we head on out yeah you know what we're we're debating whether or not we're going to take a break until after Christmas. But I, I think we probably won't. So we may not have a show next week, but we'll see. Voice from the Underground, for those who don't know, is uh, Voice from the Underground is a, a juxtaposition of politics and pop culture. We, we take politics and we take pop culture. We sort of mesh them together. We'll, we'll take a TV show or a movie and we'll, we'll put it in context of the social issues, you know, uh, race issues, political issues, religion issues, those sort of things that we see in the United States today. We've done movies like Black Panther, and Zootopia, and the Watchmen television show, um, Crash, you know, just a, a, so many different things. And then once in a while, we'll have like an all-political show. We had a, a CBS radio political analyst on the show uh, the other day. Um, and despite some audio issues, had a really good conversation about impeachment, which is something that we haven't really touched on yet, surprisingly. So we do talk a little bit of sports here and there. But usually, uh, somehow Kaepernick makes his way into every show, and I don't know how that because Big Haas loves Kaepernick. But the um, but yeah, we talk about whatever, and um, you know, we we try to try to listen to ideas that that we may not we, we may not necessarily agree with. So you know, check out Voice from the Underground. You can check us out at www.vfupodcast dot yola site.com that's y-o-l-a-s-i-t-e or search any podcast app for voice from 
the underground. And for us here over here with the Pop Culture Cosmos, we had a great episode on Monday talking some Baby Yoda, among other things. Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, Baby, Baby Yoda. Yoda, Mandalorian. Exactly, Mandalorian, Disney Plus, Frozen Two. It's a, you know, yes, this is uh, this one was you know a lot of stuff going on with Disney, but there's still a lot to talk about when it comes to what's coming up with the PC with the Friday show, the PC Multiverse. I'm going to have Jamie Monroy on from Game Source. He's going to be talking a lot about what's going on with video games that, that have give him, given him a big impression with his favorite video games from the, you know, from this decade, because this decade's closing down. It's almost the end of the time of, of the, this, you know, this 10 year period that we got. So <laughs> I'm going to have friends on the show like you coming onto our show over the next few weeks, talking yes. about the things that have impressed them in pop culture over the past 10 years. So it's going to start off with Jamie Monroy on our Friday show, the Lakers fast break. If I can, Get one of your partners, make, you know, named TJ Johnson on a show. You know that, yeah. that's great, but getting him singled down for an appointment is kind of hard. But if I do, we're gonna go be t- we're gonna be talking about the Lakers, how they're doing so far. Uh, they're still on the their road trip. They're still doing very well. They're yeah. got the, they got they quite the, the roster. Yeah, they do. They do. They have the NBA's best record. I'm very happy for their success. We're gonna talk about what LeBron's doing. Also, Luka Doncic and Dallas to see if they're for real. And then also some possible NBA rule changes. If I can ever track him down to get him to record with me, hopefully this week as well. So, you know, and actually, you know, I've got other episodes out there. Laker Tom from Lakerholics.net. I recorded earlier this week. So you got to check that out if you're a big time Lakers fan and NBA fan. And uh, just a lot of great stuff going on right here with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. I'm hopeful to get Chris Sardieri on for later this week, but I'm not even sure of that because he's here in Vegas. It's a holiday week, man. It is holiday week. Yeah. Hey, how about Zach Levine? Thirteen for seventeen, three point shooting. He was mad at Jim Boylan. That's pretty much that. Yeah, he got benched in the game before. Spoke out about it. Yeah, and he took it out on the basketball court. I wish he could do that every game because I have him on one of my fantasy teams. But yeah, it's uh, not always the case with him. He's kind of up and down, so to speak. But you know, yes, it's the way it goes in fantasy basketball. Well, my friend, it's been a great episode. Again, thank you so much to everyone out there listening. Thank you so much to TT for participating on today's show as well with a great question. If you have any questions, again, please, you can go ahead, isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com, at InsideSportsFF on Twitter, or if you give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts, you can go ahead and send your question or comment there as well. Great episode, my friend. Cannot thank you enough for taking the time doing so and stopping by here on the Inside Sports Fantasy Football Program. I know you're not going to be here next week, so I'm going to try and see yeah. if I can get a fill-in for you. To try we'll try to get Chuck. We'll try to get host Chuck B back next week for you. Sounds good. Sounds good, my friend. Have a safe and happy Thanksgiving and all the success to you this weekend in fantasy football. Thank you, my friend. Same to you. And everyone out there as well. Best of luck this weekend, and have a safe and happy Thanksgiving from all Don't of us. Don't forget to set your lineup. Yes, yes, by Wednesday yeah. at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. <laughs>